Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through his word and through his presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Today, we are going to talk about tears, but before we get into the episode, I just want to say a giant, giant, super big, huge, humongous thank you to everybody who has been a part of this journey. Yesterday was uh, quite a day. Um, I just randomly looked at the podcast stats, which I don't do very often, um, and it hit 10,000 downloads, which I know in the podcast world is really nothing, but I will just tell you that's way more than I would have ever expected. Um, And there are people who are listening in Germany, Kenya, Canada, South Africa, Brazil, Guatemala, and India. And when I say the word India, I cannot even tell you what an answer to prayer that is, very specifically. Um, Anyways, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to the people that have liked, that have shared, that have commented, that have supported this project in so many ways. This message is still so powerful. The word of God still saves, heals, delivers, restores, and I believe this message is for everybody. So thank you again for being a part of this journey. And I want to say thank you to Brian and Tony from The Crucial Conversation. They were very gracious to um, help support me when I was getting this off the ground about a year ago, and I'm very, very appreciative of their advice and Um, and support. So I just wanted to say that. In addition to that little exciting um, thing that happened yesterday, I ordered a proof of the book, Unedited, Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer yesterday. And on Sunday, I will hold the very first baby copy of a longtime dream or burden And so yesterday, as you can probably imagine, after having poured my heart into that project for nearly seven years, was a little bit of an emotional day. I think that sometimes in life we hit an emotional vein or we cut an emotional vein or an emotional artery just like you do with bleeding and tears just spurt out, tears almost seemed like they just won't stop. And that was a little bit of my day yesterday. I just, it was a surreal moment and I'm very, very thankful. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. I will be offering pre-sale info hopefully next week and it will hopefully be available for purchase as of Resurrection Sunday in the middle of April. So again, huge, massive thank you to everybody who's been a part of this journey. Several weeks ago, 
I knew what I was doing for that particular podcast episode, but all week I just kept feeling like I needed to do an episode on tears. Um, And I had kind of thought of doing it that following week. And wouldn't you know it, that very Sunday, Pastor Hanthorne preached an incredible sermon called Try Tears, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. And so please listen to that sermon. It was so good. If you stop this right this second and you only have 10 minutes, just go listen to that sermon instead of listening to the rest of this. Um, It will really minister to you and encourage you. In that sermon, he said, my tears have talked to my Bible, and wow, can I echo that sentiment. I have shed a few tears in my day. Tears are such a part of our lives. We come out of the womb crying, literally come out of the womb crying, and I think that should probably be a signal to us about how the rest of the time on this planet is going to go. But truly, life is such a mixture of beauty and pain. And I could go really deep into talking about tears because I've studied tears and I've studied the psychology behind them and I've studied what makes them up and I've written about tears on many occasions. I could tell you how many times David used the word cry and cried and all the things it says about weeping and the people who've cried. But I'd rather, again, just have you listen to that sermon and I'm just going to leave you with a few simple thoughts about tears today. First of all, your tears are prayers. Jesus knows what your tears mean, and when you don't have words, he will hear your tears. Number two, tears are precious to God. So precious that the Bible goes so far as to say he bottles them. David wrote in Psalm 56, 8, thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? That's an incredible concept that our tears are in a bottle and in a book. Number three, Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And even if nobody else on the entire face of the planet understands your season or your sorrow or your sadness or what you're walking through, Jesus understands Something I say so often is Jesus knows. I have found such solace in that simple phrase. When I don't know, he knows. His ways are not my ways. When I don't understand, Jesus knows. When it's a situation that is inexplicable by human standards, Jesus knows. When things are senseless and it's a dark night, Jesus knows. We can fall back on the knowledge that he has everything in his perfect control. There's a Greek word. I don't have this in my notes, but Brother Tamberg, my pastor growing up, loved this Greek word. It's pantokrater, and it means the Lord God Almighty always has everything under his perfect control. And that is such a comfort. And the fact that he doesn't just know intellectually, but he knows because he was, again, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Number four, weeping doesn't last forever. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And even if it seems like you'll never get over whatever you're dealing with, the Word of God promises that there's going to come a point where joy is going to come. Number five, your tears are digging a well. There's a verse in Psalms 84, it says this, it says, Who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well, 
The rain also filleth the pools. And I don't want to take that verse out of context, but if you study that verse at all, it means uh, valley of Baca actually means valley of weeping. And so the valley of weeping becomes a well. It becomes a place to draw from in the future. And just like water running over a rock over a long period of time creates a channel, our tears cut a deep well in our soul that we can use to draw from at moments in our futures. And lastly, I want to remind you that one day God is going to wipe the final tear from the eye of every saint. Revelation 21, 1 through 5 says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. I absolutely love this passage. And one of the things that I have just noticed and has so stuck out to me over the years is how John could have just written, There shall be no more crying. End of story. That in and of itself is so comforting the fact that we're never going to cry again we're never going to know sorrow again nothing is going to come into that heavenly place that would produce tears but no God inspired John to write God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and just as a parent wipes the tears off the cheek of a toddler or a little child God himself wipes away the final tears we will ever cry. He knows all the painful paths that we've walked to make it to that moment. He knows the things that we've endured and the battles that we fought to make it there. He is going to know the losses and every last thing that brought tears to our eyes throughout our lifetime. And he's going to bend down and with the tender hand of a father, he's going to wipe away your last tears. That is such a comforting thought. And so just to sum all of that up again, your tears are prayers. Your tears are precious to God. Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We know that the scriptures tell us Jesus wept. Number four, weeping doesn't last forever. Your tears are digging a well And they're doing something that you'll be able to utilize to minister to others in your future. And lastly, there is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, a glorious day that will be. One day, God is going to wipe away the final tear from the eye of every saint. And so today I'm going to share entry 11 
from the book entitled Unedited. This is called Tears. Tears, they can mean so many things. They encompass so many emotions. I have had moments in this life where I had no words, only tears. I have come to see that tears truly are a language all their own. Tears of joy while holding a new baby. Tears of grief while at the casket of a loved one. Tears of anger, tears of regret. Tears of love when you look at those nearest and dearest or stand in adoration in the presence of a great God. Tears of questioning when there just aren't words for the questions. Tears of sorrow, tears produced by pressure, tears of surrender, tears of godly sorrow that leads to repentance, tears of gratitude as you survey the landscape of your life and realize the goodness of God and his manifold blessings, tears of awe as you soak in the majesty of creation, tears of pain, tears of hurt when it's so deep you'd have no description in your human vocabulary. Truly tears are a language. They are a language spoken by humanity and understood by God. In the moments where the only words available come in the form of tears, when I don't even understand what they mean, he does. He knows the combination of emotion and heartache represented in each drop. David wrote in Psalm 56, 8, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Matthew Henry says of this verse, God has a bottle and a book for his people's tears, both those for their sins and those for their afflictions. The tears of God's people are bottled up and sealed up among God's treasures. God will comfort his people according to the time where he has afflicted them and give to those who reap in joy, who sowed in tears. What was sown a tear will come up a pearl. I believe that's Matthew Henry who said that. He bottles the language of tears. Each tear is collected in his treasury. He not only understands each drop as it streams down a cheek, he cherishes it. Each tear is precious to him, each drop a jewel, a treasure. I find it interesting that in the Bible, chronologically, there is only one mention of tears in Job 16.20 prior to David. David, who was a man after God's own heart, uses the word seven times. Maybe this was another reason he was given this title. Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and Hebrews 5.7 says of him, While Jesus was here on earth, he offered up prayers and pleadings with loud cry and tears. Maybe this is yet another factor in why Jesus identified so deeply with David. They were both men of sorrow, men who were not afraid to shed tears, men who were not afraid to speak the language of a broken soul. I believe tears are precious to God, not only because he understands them, but also because he alone understands them. No friend, no spouse, no psychologist or psychiatrist could comprehend what is encapsulated in one solitary tear. He alone understands. This makes a very special bond between the one speaking the language of tears and the one interpreting it. He understands all that is contained in that tear. I also believe 
Tears are precious to God because they are an admission of weakness, brokenness, and dependence. Tears, in most cases, require humility. Many choose to never or very rarely speak the language of tears, for with it there is vulnerability. I once heard someone say, I never let myself cry because I was afraid that if I started, I'd never stop. Many live there, masking over emotion with layer after layer of things and stuff and busyness. To speak the language of tears requires openness with myself, God, and those closest to me. It sometimes requires probing the depths, but it's always easier to stay in the shallows. When an individual allows God to probe the depths of their souls, it is a rare and precious gift to him and will undoubtedly require becoming proficient in tears. Each tear is a physical representation of deep brokenness and open vulnerability. Each tear becomes a liquid magnet, a silent prayer, an invitation for his strength to manifest in human weakness. And this, too, makes them a precious commodity. Obviously, tears can represent tantrums and selfishness and self-pity and so many other things. And I'm not saying to walk through each day weeping at work and school and play. I am simply saying the God who created tears understands them and values them. I am saying to find a quiet place with him and speak the language he alone will understand. Pour out your tears, pour out your heart. To borrow words of a fellow tear speaker, David, I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble, Psalm 142.2. Don't be afraid to speak the language of tears, for as they fall, your heart will connect with his. He understands exactly what your soul is saying. Jesus understands what your soul is saying. Earlier today, as I was searching for something in an old journal, I ran across a quote from Matthew Henry, and he said this, referring to David crossing the book, the brook Kedron when he was running from Absalom. He said, when we are in the midst of our possessions and enjoyments, we must keep up an expectation of troubles, for our gardens of delight are in the veil of tears, which reminded me of another quote from Pastor Hanthorne from another old sermon. He said, my greatest joys were born from seasons of weeping. God knows what he's doing, and if you are in a season of weeping, keep walking. Jesus knows. He hears your tears, and he's going to bring you to a place of beauty and a place of joy, and he's with you always. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, 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 happy Friday.